Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. So we're talking the wrap-up of the 2023 Western Conservative Summit. Really a wonderful event. And if you missed it this year, I hope you'll be with us in future years. You can watch it all online on the Centennial Institute YouTube channel. We'll have all the speeches up there, and you can kind of relive what was covered in the summit. The summit is designed to do the work of public policy, to seek to impact our culture in support of traditional family values, the sanctity of life, compassion for the poor, biblical view of human nature, limited government, free markets, natural law, original intent of the Constitution, and Western civilization. It's part of the strategic priorities of Colorado Christian University. Joining me on the show today is my fellow co-chairman of the 2023 Western Conservative Summit, Dr. Donald Sweeting, the Chancellor of Colorado Christian University. So prior to the commercial break, you were talking about how people are feeling this change. They're they're seeing a change in the schools, and we got cut off with that commercial break. Chancellor Sweeting, uh, please continue your line of thought there. I thought that was great. It's not just that they feel it in the schools. I, I'm saying that they can't uh, really put it into the words like uh, Yoram Hazoni can, where he can you know identify, here's the shifts. We've gone from a Christian democracy to a liberal democracy, to now an ascendant Marxism, uh, called neo-Marxism, that's uh, really uh, taking hold of many of our institutions. And uh, But people can feel something's going on. So I mentioned in the schools, but you can also feel it when you watch, you know, some of the corporations going woke, Disney, Anheuser-Busch, when you see the L.A. Dodgers. L.A. Dodgers? I've never <laughs> been a fan. I've always been a Yankee fan. You know, the Dodgers were the enemy, but they've really showed themselves, uh, you know, where they're, they're openly mocking the Catholic Church yeah. and promoting a group that sexualizes children. Uh, so people feel this. They know something's wrong. And, and one of the big themes of the Western Conservative Summit was um, it, it, it's time to stand up. Yeah. All right. So um, and, and I think this is good news from, from a conservative perspective, uh, less worried about it and that they're worried. I think is is a sign that something's going on. I mean, uh, Gallup showed recently that social conservatism is at the highest in a decade now. It's trending upwards. Uh, we have this new NatCon movement that's not just in in the United States, but in uh, Israel and uh, England and in and in Europe. Something is brewing. Victor David Hansen talks about how the sleeping conservative dragon is wave, waking up. Hmm. You know, it's because the public are seeing their world turned upside down and they they don't understand it, but they think it's it's crazy. And it goes beyond just the social issues I talked about. It also deals with the mess at the border, um, you know, the um, the rejoicing at the trend of biological men dominating female sports. Uh, you mentioned out of control urban crime, the, the increase of lawlessness, the radicalization of our schools, um, the weaponization of of the FBI and the Department of Justice. Uh, so that, you know, people say, well, why, why are conservatives waking up? That's why. And then the question is, where will this go? And what kind of, uh, how far will, will, there, will the counter reaction be? So in the first step of dealing with this, you got to get people together. I think uh, 
part of the challenge, especially in a state like Colorado, where you lose, you lose, you lose, or California, you lose, you lose, you lose. It's just constant losing on our issues is you got to get together. And part of the vision of the summit was that we were going to bring in Western leaders. And really for the first time ever, I think we, we achieved that. We had delegations from Nevada, Montana, Wyoming, California, Texas, and we'll continue to be growing that as this becomes kind of a Western regional issue. But you got to start by getting together. You got to get out of the house. Bill Armstrong gave a great speech years ago that you can't just sit around. And this is a grassroots conference. It's, it's meant to be that unique blending, Chancellor Sweeting, as you mentioned, of, of intellectual conservatism and grassroots conservatism and religious conservatives and maybe more libertarian-leading conservatives in some aspects. There's not really any other place in Colorado, and believe me, I go to all the conservative events out there where you get everybody together. You know, you have great organizations. You have, uh, like, for instance, the leadership program of the Rockies. That's kind of a, a training hub for conservatives. But uh, grassroots engagement, popular engagement, not so much. Uh, you have the Steamboat Institute, which is kind of a response to the Aspen Institute. And uh, that, it's a little bit more intellectual. It tends to be up in the mountains, a little bit of a higher ticket price. That's fine. The, those, are, th- those organizations are meeting needs. But when you come to grassroots conservatives, the person that is frustrated at the direction of this nation and where do they go, the first step, get them together, and then you educate them with brilliant thinkers and and popular thinkers as well as that whole list that you mentioned, Chancellor Sweeting, and then uh, they get to go to workshops, so they're inspired they're educated. They, they get to go deep. We had nearly 30 issues, 30 workshops covered in, in a variety of issues. We can go deep and hear from brilliant thinkers, CCU professors, for example. And then you're activated to go out there and make a change. That is why the summit is so valuable to the future of the conservative movement. You're not just watching a talking head on television. You're, you're not sitting by yourself frustrated about the direction of this country. You're with other conservatives, and then you get everything that I just described and and more so to be able to go out and make a change. Do you think uh, people were inspired? That was the sense that I got after the summit this year, especially after all the challenges we've gone through. This was kind of a vitamin B boost that everyone needed to remember to get back out there and, and recognize that the only change that's going to happen is when people of goodwill and good values and good character get out there and make those changes happen. Oh, well, that's, that's exactly right. I, I enjoyed just mixing among the people that were attending, and I recall one conversation with a guy in the western part of Colorado, and he's fighting a local school board battle, and he said, you know, I felt like I was fighting alone, and now uh, I've joined with uh, a whole network of people. So our goal in this is to educate, to motivate, to connect, uh, to train up a new generation, younger generation of, of uh, principled conservative leaders. Uh, we hope to influence candidates uh, who come in just to be able to talk to them and have, um, you know, frank conversations uh, besides platform work, uh, which is great. You know, it's, it's, it's wonderful. And we do, Jeff, uh, people don't know this, but we do invite people from both parties. That's right. Uh, we across the aisle. Um, we try to get certain people, and <laughs> they'll often just turn us down. Um, so uh, you know, like uh, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, she's recently a Democrat. She uh, has become an independent. She's not. She's not a Republican. Um, and we 
we were trying to get RFK, we were trying to get uh, Joe Manchin, and we invited all the other major Democratic figures. Um, and uh, evidently, none of them have the have the courage or time to uh, come. I think it would, I think it actually helped them. You know, just the fact that they they stepped out of the box because right. if they help lead in our country, they're going to have to lead. Uh, you know, uh, both parties, people from all different kind of perspectives. Well, and one of the pushbacks is I, we get pushbacks on just about every speaker. <laughs> Believe me, somebody is complaining about just about every speaker that we have there. But, uh, you know, often the pushback we get with regards to inviting or elevating progressive, regressive, leftist political leaders in our communities right now is that we're giving them a platform. Now you're, you're allowing them to speak. And I just, I push back and I just go, first of all, they're newsmakers, they're relevant leaders in our community. And I think it's interesting to be able to interact with them because secondly, it doesn't happen anywhere anymore. The, the leftists go on MSNBC. They talk to leftists. Conservatives go on Fox. They talk to conservatives. And then we just yell at each other on Twitter and, and write nasty little things. And, and there's never any type of actual human engagement. And I think there's a problem that takes place. I often invite, when we invite Democrat leaders, you're going to come interact with some of the finest people you'll ever meet, the Western conservative. They're respectful. The year we had uh, Governor Polis, he received a warm welcome. There was no booze. They weren't yelling at him. It was a warm welcome. Go ahead, Chancellor Sweeting. I was going to say he got a standing ovation. Right. And and and, uh, and he was very gracious, and he stepped into a very, you know, <laughs> not a— maybe a, a comfortable setting for him, but, um, but it, they, he, it was a wonderful thing. Um, and I've met with him a number of times. Uh, so I, this is something that I, I want to speak to conservatives who are listening and just say, look, uh, we, we believe it's not that uh, people are evil. Our, our ultimate enemy is, is, is hell itself. Um, Paul talks about, you know, our enemy is not flesh and blood, but powers and principalities. Now, people can embrace bad ideas, and it's worth, worthwhile to oppose them fiercely, but, but to uh, you know, treat them with respect. And if somebody's holding an office, you know, they're, they're an American office holder. So uh, you can engage in conversation, and, uh, and that's good. My, the problem for me, now I've been in this role for six, seven years, Jeff, is that you know we'll invite people to to our events, or I'll have them in my office uh, <laughs> as president, and and never get a reciprocal uh, uh, comeback. And I find that really strange because the the popular narrative that's often given is that oh we're so closed minded, conservatives are closed minded, you know. But but in reality, it's the other way around. It, it feels like it's the other way around. Um, and uh, I wish it wasn't because it's in those moments, those one-on-one moments where you, you find out the humanness of a person, you find out the burdens they're carrying, you can clear up a few um, misconceptions and open lines of communication, which are, are necessary in a, in a, a, in a republic. So um, I wish it happened more. Talking with Chancellor Sweeting. Uh, Chancellor of Colorado Christian University, Dr. Donald Sweeting, Chancellor of CCU and co-chair of the Western Conservative Summit. When we come back, I'm going to ask him about the theme. It's what he spoke on Friday morning at the Western Conservative Summit and did a wonderful job. So continue to listen in as we wrap up the 2023 Western Conservative Summit 
on the Frontier Freedom Radio Hour, sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. We'll be right back. <laughs> 